Welcome to the Chopping Beef Show. Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, solo episode today. Your 2006 Connecticut School of Broadcasting Most Improved Student. Tampa Campus. That's me. I'm the Beef. Welcome. Once again, welcome to the Chopping Beef Show. Happy to have you here on this Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Whenever you may... Hey, heck, it may be Thursday, Friday before you touch it. I don't know. Maybe three weeks from now. Who knows? Who knows? But I'm glad to have you. Glad you're here to listen. Kind of changed my mic up a little bit. I don't know if you can tell. I don't know if I can tell. But it's here. I want to open the show today with a quick shout out to Vinny Hader. Vin Hader, he was on the show last Tuesday. My friend, family friend. The preseason all-KCAC defensive tackle, defensive end, as he told us, from Sterling College out in Sterling, Kansas. He told me last week before he came on, and I didn't say it when he was on, and I wish I did, looking back, you know, hindsight, you always want to ask another question when you have a good guest, and uh, then he told me off the air that he was up for homecoming king, well, update, he won. Vinny Hader, homecoming king, Sterling College. It's awesome. Congratulations to him. Happy for him. I know it was something that when we were talking, he did want. So that's great. I'm glad he won it. Looked great. I think Sterling came up short in their homecoming game just by a couple points this past weekend against Ottawa. But they'll regroup. They'll get better. And they'll play again this weekend. This week, I don't, you know, it's weird because I've had a couple guests. I went from being solo to having a couple guests back to back to back and now back to being solo. So I was racking my brain today as I was driving around this great state in which I live trying to figure out what I wanted to discuss today. I didn't want to rant, you know. I, I'm tired of this conference thing. I'm tired of telling you about what's going on on Twitter or something. College football week seven is here. Can't believe it. Of course, we'll have JJ and the boys on, the cronies on this weekend. Rai Rai, a couple other sponsors, hopefully. May even have another special guest coming in. Not sure yet. We're not sure exactly. We haven't had our pre-show. Locks will be back again. I know he struggled a little bit this weekend, back to kind of normal. But he's doing all right still. And I'm happy that he is still doing it because, truth be told, he's doing a heck of a job. He just he, He was so hot early. Now, he's just cooled off a little bit, but he's still better than probably half the country at gambling. One thing I wanted to discuss this week was the strength of schedule. And I have a little bit of a beef there, and I will tell you that actually strength of schedule actually favors my beloved Clemson Tigers. Their current strength of schedule is considered 29th based on the football power index on ESPN, which is better than Ohio State, Alabama, West Virginia, Penn State, Oklahoma, Michigan, Florida, Wisconsin. You get the picture? All these teams that are up there in the top 20, top top 35, they're currently ranked 29th in the country, and they constantly get beat down because of their schedule. Another thing that's bothering me along those same lines is that Rai Rai's boo of the week, Travis Etienne, the running back for Clemson, is putting up ungodly numbers. 
he is actually beating Derrick Henry's stats when Derrick Henry won the Heisman Trophy. These preseason and even within the season polls for the Heisman Trophy are have the usual suspects, Tua, Tua, from Alabama, who's only played a half of football for all six, five, six games that they've played in Alabama. Then you got Will Greer, who was the preseason hype and preseason hopeful. He's done nothing to hurt his stock, regardless of how much I would like him to. He's not. He's he's not a bad player at all, and he's he's got Sega Sega Madden ninety five like stats that he's throwing out there. Then you got Dwayne Haskins, who's from Ohio State, the quarterback. He's playing really well too, and they won another game where he had five touchdowns. Kyler Murray was was well ingrained in the mix there too, until they lost to Texas. Usually a loss will dampen the the luster, I guess, for a Heisman Trophy candidate. So maybe his name drops off. There are many other players in this country who aren't getting nearly the love. Of course, my bias will shine through because that's who I watch so deeply each and every week. But this one comes with some with some backing. It really has the backing of the numbers. Travis Etienne, Rai Rai's Boo of the Week last week, is only a sophomore. And I got an article from David Hale, who's my personal favorite uh, Twitter follow, and he's also a really good writer. He writes for ESPN. He is a beat writer for Clemson or ACC football. I'm not sure which, but I did want to give him. He's a staff writer for ESPN.com. He's a really good one. He likes to have a lot of fun. We actually shared a beer, Rai Rai and I. I didn't even know Rai Rai knew him, but he does. Came down after a couple after a game last year, two years ago, something like that. Interesting, interesting cat. Really funny. But I say all that to say. He wrote an article about different names that are deserving, and he didn't just use ETN, but ETN did is is prominent in his list. Here are some of the stats that Hale touts in his article. It says that ETN had effectively saved Clemson's season with a monster second half against Syracuse, then exploded with touchdown runs of 59 and 70 yards against Wake Forest in the 63-3 victory for Clemson. For the year, his 11 touchdowns are among power five are second among power five backs. His 760 yards are third, and his 9.2 yards per carry is the best for a power five running back with at least 50 carries. So far this season, just nine of ETN's runs have been stopped for a loss or no gain, while 28% of his runs go for 10 yards or more the best rate by far in the power five so here is a cat and yeah maybe maybe Hale has a little bias in the game but he has a defensive tackle from Miami on this list he's got a wide receiver from Colorado on this list he's got the quarterback for Houston he's got a uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside from Stanford a wide receiver out there he's got Daryl Henderson from Memphis obviously that and he's got the names he's got the big names the Trace McSorley's the Ed Oliver's Trace McSorley of Penn State, Ed Oliver of Houston, Jonathan Taylor, the running back out of Wisconsin, and Mackenzie Milton, our boy from UCF. He thinks that out of this list, really, the only running back that he has on the list, well, there's two. I guess he's got Daryl Henderson from Memphis, but he's also got Travis Etienne from Clemson. Now, yes, I know, I know out there, uh, Beef, you are biased, you are biased. Yes, I am. But you know what? Not There hasn't been a running back like ETN at Clemson ever. Yeah, 
breathe that in. I know when I was in school, or even I guess it was after I was I was in school. It was actually very much so after I was in school. You would think because I was there for twenty five years that I was in school for all of them. But uh, all right, maybe I wasn't there twenty five years, but it was close. That C.J. Spiller and James Davis were there. We had other backs too when I was in school: Raymond Priester, Reggie Merriweather, uh, among others. But we had some names and some dudes. There was another article that came out today in, in the Rivals.com series, the Clemson Rivals.com, by absolutely one of my favorite writers, Larry Williams. He is a Clemson beat writer. He is a homer. But he actually writes really good, really good, really thought-provoking articles. He's writing a series right now on the 10 years of Dabo Sweeney. And his article talked today about the game-changer of getting C.J. Spiller. C.J. Spiller, a kid from the rural, rural area, kind of in the north-central part of Florida, Union County High School, I believe it was what it's called, and he was by far one of the top backs coming out of high school at the time. They thought it was a really a race between Florida, Florida State, and Miami. Dabo Sweeney goes down, makes Spiller promise that he will at least take a visit to Clemson. He does take a visit to Clemson and effectively has turned this program around. So Spiller was a game-changing back. He was a guy that would he would return punts, he would return kickoffs, he was returning punts for touchdowns. The ACC championship game, I think it was in 2009, that Clemson lost to Georgia Tech in Tampa. Uh, another really cold night in Tampa, windy night. That's the night that Locks went into a RV that wasn't necessarily ours. Anyway, we'll tell that story with Uncle Uncle Beef story of the week, one of these weeks coming up. But Spiller was a very transcendent back in the Clemson lore. He would take pitches to the house. You just never knew. I say all that to say, ETN, I think, in my opinion, is better than Spiller was. Now, I think also, if we get, if we don't get C.J. Spiller back in 2009, I'm not sure we get Travis ETN in 2017. Tavian Feaster is another five-star kid. I mean, he came in lauded. We go into Louisiana late, 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 late after missing on a running back that went to Georgia. Goes by Zeus. I can't remember his name, but I remember his nickname was Zeus. And they didn't get him, so they turned their attention to Travis Etienne. And he was slighted by his home of LSU. He wasn't recruited hard by Ed Ogeron, a friend of the show, at all. And he took a visit to Clemson. The rest is history. Travis Etienne is maybe 6'1", 205, 215 maybe. But he he just he run he kind of has this this wiggle to him, and it's unreal to watch. It really is unreal to watch. This kid will hit a hole and just go, and then once he gets through onto the second level, he's gone. He's gone. He's very special. People that know me know that my love of Wayne Gallman, who also wore number nine, he was a running back at Clemson for the national championship team. He was my favorite player by far. But I think along with Ry Ry. He is be quickly becoming my boo, and I might have to fight Rai Rai for that one. Rai Rai switches him every week, so I just think it's funny that running backs don't get any love. There was a ESPN had a tweet, like a one of those, I think I, I said it on Saturday's show, but one of those like, tweet your support for Will Greer, tweet your support for Dwayne Haskins, tweet your support for Kellen Moore, tweet your support for Tua. That was it. 
they were talking about for the Heisman. And that was the only one they were talking about. It just raised a flag, and you do see some vitriol from Clemson people because Clemson people on Twitter are pretty bad, myself included. You know the chop underscore beef on Twitter. That's where I put a lot of the shows. I'll put some retweets and stuff up there as well. But it's worth there. It's worth a check out. Week 7 is here. Week 7 is here. I'm done talking about Clemson and, and the running back. I think if I liked the running back nearly as much as I like Travis Etienne, I would probably put as big a stink on it as I did today. Now I know, like I said, he is a Clemson Tiger. It is my beloved. It is my bias. So that's where we are. Make this show quick, short, and sweet tonight. Did want to just get out in the air, get some thoughts out. You know, blow off a little steam. Some people go throw back 100 beers. I like to sit in front of a microphone by myself, looking at a computer screen and my cell phone. I'm talking to myself. It is what it is. You know what I mean? All right. This weekend, we have a lot of top 25 games. 16 games that include top 25 teams. You won't hear a lot about Clemson this weekend because they are off. So I had to get it out now. Big games this weekend. Auburn took the big L last week to Mississippi State. And JJ and I were talking a lot about Mississippi State. You know, in my whole common theme throughout my whole 16 episodes of this mess, I've been saying I don't know what Mississippi State is. They were highly touted. Uh, Nick, Nick Fitzgerald was a name on the Heisman watch. Early, anyway. Then he goes crazy this past weekend, running for all sorts of yards, and and they end up beating Auburn. And, of course, on cue, Auburn fans want to fire their head coach, Gus Malzahn. The caveat to that is that Gus Malzahn signed a, I think it was a four-year extension at the end of last season. So that buyout is exorbitant. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. A lot of other things going on, too. Oklahoma fired their defensive coordinator, Mike Stoops was the defensive coordinator. Funny thing there is, Mike Stoops came back after a failed head coaching stint, came back to Oklahoma, was co-defensive coordinators with Brent Venables, and that's when Dabo Sweeney came calling for Venables right after the West Virginia Clemson game, when Clemson fired now defensive coordinator of Auburn, Kevin Steele, and hired Brent Venables away from Oklahoma to be the sole defensive coordinator at Clemson. The rest is history, as they say. There's a stat, and I need to look it up maybe next time, about the two programs from that night, the 2012 Orange Bowl where West Virginia won 70-33 to in the record since. It was something crazy. It was like West Virginia was right around maybe two, three games over 500 since then, and Clemson had four losses. Don't quote me on that, that's, but it's it's that much of a change. So it's amazing what happens. One of the most embarrassing nights as a Clemson fan, Clemson alum, turns into one of the most easily talked about nights now. And Ry Ry got to see his favorite band, Train. Friday night starts the Top 25 weekend. I've been talking about these boys all year. Bet them big last week for entertainment purposes only. USF, the South Florida Bulls, they are on the road this week against 1-4 Tulsa. Blake Barnett, the quarterback, is really having a heck of a year for them. Got 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns, four interceptions. They're 5-0, and and they are ranked 23rd. It's going to help UCF down the road. I know, you might get confused. USF is the one playing Tulsa, University of South Florida, which is in Tampa. UCF is 
as JJ calls him, the defending national champion, that's in Orlando. I constantly reference the war on I-4. It's between those two schools. As long as USF is ranked, though, it's really going to help UCF down the road. Tennessee goes to Auburn. The aforementioned Auburn. Auburn's ranked 21st somehow. You know, there's there's teams that are ranked with two losses, and every one of them's from the SEC. Talk about a bias. Florida goes to Vanderbilt this weekend. 5-1 and one F- Florida. Got a big win this weekend against LSU this past weekend. Kind of took a little luster off my boy, Coach O, but he's all, he'll always be Coach O. Hopefully they can rebound. LSU's always fun when they are good. It's showing again that their offense just it's better under Joe Burrow. It's just not great yet. Ohio State is at home this weekend against Minnesota, 3-2 and two, Minnesota. P.J. Flex, Minnesota Golden Gophers. They may test Ohio State. I'm not sure. I mean, the, the spread is huge. It's 29 and a half. That's a noon game, though, in Columbus. Expect Ohio State to roll there. Interesting game here. Pittsburgh and Notre Dame. Notre Dame is the flavor of the week. J.J. will come on here Friday night, Saturday morning. And tell you, oh, they're getting no love. Everyone's talking about their schedule. Bull crap. They are now the beloved. They're being held to high esteem by every publication that's out there. There's talk that, oh, if Notre Dame runs the table, they're going to take a spot from someone. Let's wait and see. And that goes for everybody, not just Notre Dame. But Notre Dame's getting a lot of pub right now. Especially with one of the more famous sports talk radio shows nationally anyway the mike and mike show you have mike golick that is a notre dame alum and he talks about notre dame quite frequently they are playing pittsburgh and pittsburgh just beat syracuse last week so we're not sure what pit team will show up as clemson fan i can tell you you never know sometimes they get a little crazy watch the tight end screens tight end shuffle pass that for some reason clemson could not stop ever two years ago, on their way to the national championship. So it should be, it could be an interesting game. We'll see. Georgia goes to LSU. LSU just coming off that loss to Florida. 6-0 and Georgia, 5-1 and LSU. Can honestly say that's Georgia's first real test, I guess, for a half at South Carolina was a test. Speaking of South Carolina, Texas A&M visits them once again. Texas A&M with two losses is ranked. I can justify that one because their two losses are to the number one and number four teams in the country. They are number 22. They travel to South Carolina. South Carolina got a big win last weekend and should expect to another great game there. That's a 3.30 game, but I thought it was CBS, but no, they're going to do CBS, Georgia, LSU, 3.30 SEC Network. A&M's a two-point favorite on the road. Washington goes to Oregon, number seven, Washington, five and one. We always mention their only losses to Auburn, 3,000 miles across the country. This should be a good game. Washington and Oregon, four and one. Oregon 5-1 and one Washington. It's on the road in Eugene. Michigan State lost again last weekend. Probably a game they shouldn't have against Northwestern by 10. I know Northwestern scored late to put that game out of reach. But that was an interesting game. A game they probably shouldn't have lost. And Michigan State is quickly becoming one of those schools that's like, what are you going to get week to week? We don't know. Trace McSorley and Penn State, they're 4-1. and one. It's in Happy Valley. Baylor... Is four and two. They travel to Austin, Texas, to play the Texas Longhorns, who came off probably the biggest upset of the week. We can say that I think that Texas beat Oklahoma last week in the Red River rivalry, Red River Shootout, as they say. I'm pretty sure they say Red River Shootout so that people don't stumble over the Red River rivalry. Four and two Baylor, surprising. Matt Rule down there, the head coach, has something good going. They're winning some Big Twelve games, which is good. And Texas is five and one. Another flavor of the week 
UCF goes to Memphis this weekend. 5-0 UCF. They're number 10. They play Memphis 4-2. They are favorites on the road, but only by 4.5 points, which is surprising. But people were talking today, the national pundits were saying, look out for Memphis. Not necessarily to win, but to actually put up a fight against UCF in the first UCF challenge of the year. Missouri goes to Alabama, as JJ would say. Yep. If you have insomnia, that'll probably be a good game to watch at 7 o'clock Saturday night. Locke's favorite boy, Willie G. Will Greer in West Virginia. The Mountaineers are 5-0. and They go to Iowa State. Iowa State. How about them? Iowa State had a big win against Corndog last week and the mullet. Beating Oklahoma State in a surprise like they do every year. They beat somebody every year. Cyclones are at home this weekend to face Willie G at home. So that will be worth a watch. 7 o'clock. West Virginia's six-point favorite. So once again, that number's pretty low. Number 16, Miami, 5-1. and one. They go to UVA. UVA's having a decent year for them. Bronco Mendenhall, the coach there. They lost uh, to NC State by 14 points, but it was actually a, a good game there. They're three and two. Miami's five and one. Resurgent Miami, ranked sixteenth, hasn't really moved in the polls after a win against Florida State. A battle, a rivalry game. You never know what happens in rivalries. So there you go. Wisconsin, Michigan. Wisconsin's ranked fifteenth. Michigan twelfth. Wisconsin's four and one. Michigan's five and one. And finally, wrapping up the top twenty-five games, you got Colorado at nineteen, traveling to Southern Cal. Five and zero Colorado. Three and two Southern Cal. We had a question about Colorado over the weekend, thinking they hadn't really played anybody. Thought it would be a challenge by Arizona State. Even some people picked Arizona State on game day to upset the Buffaloes because of their lack of schedule previous. But based on their opponent's record, they ended up winning. Coming out with a seven-point win, but I think it was even bigger than that. I think that's all I got this week. Keep it short and sweet. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up this weekend. I know JJ and I will be ready. Locks has, I've already seen his worksheet that he's working on there to talk about the games that he wants to. I'm sure Rai Rai will come up with a boo of the week. Maybe we'll go somewhere else other than Clemson University in Clemson, South Carolina. And I know we'll have some sponsors. But tonight, I will leave you on this. And I appreciate everybody listening. As always, you guys are what make me love doing this. You guys are what make me want to do it more and more and more. Even the guys on the weekend that make me want to pull my hair out. I love it. We have a lot of fun on the Chopping Beef Show. Wish we had everybody in the studio together. I mean, in Mom's basement together. But what can you do? We're from all parts of the country. We're making it work. We're doing this podcast thing. Enjoying every minute of it. Once again, find me. No one's found me recently. But, you know, you can find me. Chopping Beef Show on Facebook. It's the Chopping Beef Show. And it's C-H-O-P apostrophe N. Like it's one word. Like it's chop in beef. But there is a space between the N and the beef. Chopping Beef Show. Chop underscore beef on Twitter. And there is a Chopping Beef Show on Instagram as well. That one doesn't get nearly the love. You can reach me on email. Chopping Beef Show at... Actually, it's just choppingbeef at gmail.com. I don't know why you email me, but you can. And you should. On that note, guys, 
I want you to have a great Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, Thursday, rest of the week. We will see you Saturday morning right here in Mom's Basement for the week that is upcoming. Can't wait to have JJ and Lox and Rai Rai and whoever else decides to grace us with their presence. You guys are the best, best fans in all the podcast history, the Chopping Beef Cronies. Thank you guys. Have a great night. Good night now.